John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. This week on Tuning Out the News, the liberal virtue signal praises celebrity spokespersons bravely fighting the unjust stigma around bilking fans out of their savings. Then, the conservative hot take asks comedian Tig Notaro whether watching a woke Super Bowl ad is doubly harmful to concussed NFL players suffering double vision. But first, with more balloons shot down every day, will war be inevitable if UN inspectors are denied entry to a Chinese five-year-old's birthday party? It's Thursday, February 16th. Welcome to Tuning Out the News, the podcast. Up first, big news. All right, good evening, everyone. I'm James Smartwood, and I'm delivering the news despite a high ankle sprain. Top story tonight, a nation afflicted with unprecedented gun violence and systemic calamity is focused squarely on balloons. We cover it all in our new segment, Balloon 11, the day the Mylar fell. Since shooting down the original Chinese spy balloon, the greatest military in history continues to unleash its might against an invading armada of inflatable doohickeys recently sending three additional balloons straight to hell. The nation is thrilled to finally face an opponent it can defeat, though modern balloon warfare is not easy. The U.S. military jet that downed an unknown object in the Michigan sky on Sunday missed on its first attempt. It wasn't clear where the missile that missed ultimately landed. The second missile took down the target. Each of the missiles cost more than $400,000. That sounds expensive until you consider the millions in healthcare costs if that balloon deflated, fell to earth, and some guy ate it on a dare. Here is National Security Council Coordinator John Kirby calming a nation gripped by manufactured crisis. They did not appear to have any self-propulsion. So the likely hypothesis is that they were being moved by the prevailing winds. Kirby there using every lesson learned over his 28 years of decorated military service to explain how wind works. Kirby then appeared on CNN to warn our enemies that our trillion dollar defense apparatus has the tactical capability to seamlessly pivot to Balloonovision. The NORAD uh, staff adjusted adjusted the the parameters for the radar systems, the sensitivities, um, to look for things that were low, I'm sorry, slow, high, uh, and small. When you adjust your sensitivities on the radar, uh, you're likely to see more of those kinds of contacts. For those not familiar with military jargon, he said we set the settings to balloon and now we see balloons. Joining me now to escape the clutches of the evil lord headlines by putting our analysis ship into hyperscoops is Democratic strategist who falls on the floor and rolls around laughing when a rich person tells her a joke, Lydia Parker. Good evening. Chief Washington Bureau Chief who's been sleeping in his car after the gas meter guy just kind of moved in, Jonathan Keene. Hello. Chief Field Correspondent who thinks French is just really fast English, James Smartwood Jr. Hey, Dad. And CBS News Chief Washington Correspondent and tuning out contributor whose voice should only be allowed on TV after 10 p.m., Major Garrett. Thanks for joining us, Major. Always a pleasure. Wow. Great to have you back. Now, Major, let's start with you. What do these balloons want, and do they only understand force? It's a really good day in Washington when senators and members of the Pentagon staff say with all due seriousness, these were not aliens. So we can cross that off the list, at least for now. And it's important to note that for the Biden administration, the first balloon, now followed by three others, creates the opportunity. We would call that a balloon crisis. 
and all administrations like crises to resolve even if they are balloon-shaped. Look, we must modernize our military to fight the battles of the future. Our Defense Department needs a surface-to-air custodian. Now, I just hope we don't rush to war like we did after Secretary Colin Powell showed the United Nations that vial of balloon. I, I don't think we can limit our response to shooting trash out of the sky, which is why I've been going nuts on my recycling with a baseball bat. Uh, thank you so much for your service there, Junior. Now, oh, speaking no of purposeless aggression against non-threatening objects, the Republican Party and its media allies have been focusing on core conservative issues like candy commercials, gas stoves, and Disney rides. It paints the picture of a Republican Party that is lost and needs to do the inner work required to form a mature, healthy relationship with the American people people. Here with advice is Dr. Orna Goralnik, a psychologist featured on the Showtime series Couples Therapy. Thank you so much for joining us, doctor. Hello. Now, doctor, we have, let's say, a friend looking for advice. They've been striking out a lot most recently in November. Uh, they're paranoid. They think everyone's attacking them, trying to replace them, rant on and on about Moana. How do you pull someone like that out of a tailspin? Um, it's not easy to get through to a person when they're in a paranoid state. A person mm -hmm. in a paranoid state is obviously protecting something very fragile inside. So, mm. you know, you when you try to come at them directly, for example, with facts or trying to convince them logically or rationally about how irrational they may sound or how their fears might be irrational or how defensive they seem, that's not going to work. They're just going to get tighter and tighter and more defensive. As a psychoanalyst, one way that we think about it is that um, there's all sorts of vulnerabilities or injuries or bad feelings about the self or aggression that is not owned that the paranoid person needs to project onto their environment. <laughs> onto the person near them or onto there. a group. So they're constantly in a state of projecting to avoid their own vulnerability. And I should also mention, you know, they're very hung up on their ex. He's this toxic, wealthy, unfaithful con man living in Palm Beach. I mean, sure, the sex was incredible, but how do they move on from that? So their ex might have become an object of projection that they become obsessed with, yes? Uh... Like their daddy, it's like a daddy figure. Yeah, like a daddy figure or a mommy projection, but it's a projection of all sorts of uh, stuff. Now, you know, you are all casting judgment on Republicans for hysteria over President Biden, but I do not believe that hysteria is misplaced. What are you, what are you, what are you talking about, Keen? Sure, President Biden is nice enough, but what about his other unholy form? What was that? It's too late. He's already inside. Stop it, Keen. You're scaring Junior. What's up now? Oh, oh, God. God. oh, God. Okay. What do you want from us? If you have to, just take key. You know what I want. Reasonable bipartisan solutions that solve inequities in our economy and provide relief to those who are struggling. Oh, oh man. You know, I, I, I have to say the Biden monster there seems pretty reasonable. He's just saying the trite problems Democrats have been repeating for decades. Major, do you think voters buy the story Republicans are telling them about the threat of Joe Biden? The voters who showed up in the midterm elections, wow, the dog is really animated. Uh, Keen, you have really scared this animal to a <laughs> level of kind of alarming frenzy. Sorry to jump in here, but Dr. Grelnick, after so many years, how do you keep your marriage interesting? Well, by the fact that we're different from each other, it is fresh and exciting. If you try to squish um. it all down and make it all the same so everyone looks the same and does the same mm -hmm. thing, 
it's going to get pretty dead. Uh, I'll just dress like a fireman. Well, it's time to fling my tie over one shoulder as I lower my grateful face into a delicious helping of homemade macaroni and cheese. So let's wrap it there. Sorry we didn't have time to cover the frenzied excitement following Nikki Haley's presidential campaign announcement. Thank you to Showtime's Dr. Orna Garelnik and CBS News's Major Garrett. Thank you to you both. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm thinking about creating an app where you can sell your used flowers. Wait, no one, no one wants used flowers. They're, they're already well, dead. they're significantly cheaper than fresh flowers. Yeah, but they're, they're already dead. No one wants dead flowers, even if they're cheap. Even if they're for free. Up next on Tuning Out the News, the podcast, the liberal panelists of Virtue Signal stand up for two groups that need their support the most, celebrities and megacorporations. But first, a word from our sponsor. The Brooklyn Nets. No refunds. Welcome back. This week on Tuning Out the News, host Kylie Weaver and the panelists of Virtue Signal applauded the mogul mindset of uber-wealthy celebrities like Kourtney Kardashian, who endorsed shady businesses and products to grab at even more cash. Tonight, we honor celebrities who come into your home through commercials for mega corporations trying to foreclose on it. This is Virtue Signal. And yeah, I called the Super Bowl a Rihanna concert. Joining me in the echo chamber is former DNC chair under the impression everything behind business class is prisoner transport, Charlotte Fitzgerald. Hello. And the Lincoln Project senior advisor who has to eat a burrito laying down or he ruins his pants, Troy Lawson. Good evening. Top story, y'all. The collapse of crypto, despite reassurances from its numerous celebrity endorsers, has made the cynical public suddenly scrutinize the intentions of well-meaning celebrities who lend their faces to faceless mega corporations. Some say this is greedy celebrities who already have everything wanting more of everything, but we say it's celebrities getting paid for the win AF. First up, the celebrities endorsing Citibank, despite how adorably klutzy the nation's third largest bank is when it tricks investors, manipulates markets, illegally markets credit cards, and engages in outright theft. We so stan a messy bank that drags consumers out of their homes. Okay, panel, these celebrity endorsers, this is exactly what we talk about when we talk about people working two, even three jobs. Absolutely, Kylie. If Citibank's victims want my sympathy, they should give Katy Perry a few million bucks for a dead-eyed read of their slogan. Yes. Where is AOC on this? Next up, celebrities endorsing SPACs or special purpose acquisition companies. These are shell companies listed on the stock exchange with low regulations and no operating assets, except for the endorsement of celebrities like Alex Rodriguez, Peyton Manning, Sierra, and real-life cocaine bear Larry Kudlow. Look, when you start a company, the first priority is picking the celebrity spokesperson. Little details like what the company actually is or does can be hammered out later. A-Rod has a Cayman Islands-based spec 
Black called Slam Corp with $579 million in assets. It's simple. He's the all-time major league leader in Grand Slams, and no matter the context, he will succeed in all slam-related activities. Moving on to Kourtney Kardashian. The self-made from inherited wealth business queen is promoting her new Lemmy Purr gummy supplements, which claim in an Instagram post to her 212 million followers, which isn't that many, we combined real pineapple and vitamin C with the power of clinically studied SNZ1969 probiotics to target vaginal health and pH levels that support freshness and taste. Ugh, that feeling when you can't share the stunning results of your clinical studies, which definitely refute what experts have slammed as straight-up pseudoscience. Fam, I like how this product fits in with the general Kardashian message that women are gross and need to be body stocking and gummy dosed into acceptability. Truth be told, my vagina's got a bit of a sweet tooth, so I'm definitely gonna check these gummies out. I know. My vagina's like nom nom nom. Oh, please don't ask me anything. And I like that this product is focused on the core component of vaginal health. Oh, One's no. paranoia over its freshness and taste. What? And I could see this product being a massive bummer if it arrived in some fantasy world where this country already treated women like second-class citizens. Yes. Troy? Yes? You're awfully quiet. What do you think? I think that the Super Bowl was fun to watch. That's not the topic, silly. What do you think of vaginal health? I don't think I should pipe up on this one. Hmm, so you don't think it's everyone's responsibility to prioritize women's health? Patrick Mahomes played through a high vagina sprain. I mean ankle. I mean, I'm sorry, Kylie. I worked for Bob Dole, for God's sake. Just give me a pass on this one. Please, you have to. You now, have sure, Kourtney Kardashian's vaginal gummies are clinically studied, but they don't pack the punch of my new meow gummy supplements. I combined real guava with the power of eardrops to promote healthy flora in your vagina's gut biome. And get this, it's been tested in a room clearly labeled a laboratory. Meow gummy supplements. Empower yourself. Empower Kylie's bank account. Also, it's a Citibank account. Wow! Oh my gosh! No, stop, stop. Stop, I'm you. embarrassed. Stop, stop. Leave me alone, stop. Woo! I have to go wow everyone at an authentic Italian restaurant with my pronunciation of linguine. So let's wrap it there. When Tuning Out the News returns, the conservative panelists of Hot Take grill comedian Tignataro on the invasion of woke culture at the Super Bowl. That's ahead. Fans, you're a dad going through a thing. This week on Tuning Out the News, Hot Take host Tyler Templeton was joined by comedian and actor Tig Notaro to rant about woke Super Bowl ads, the weaponization of Twitter against conservatives, and the lack of right-wing content on Tig's very own podcast. Hey, it's host whose marriage dynamic is his wife hitting him with the car a lot. Tyler Templeton, alongside co-host who has a recurring nightmare where she can't catch a fleeing Winona Ryder, Bonnie Davis, co-host who fills the interior of her car with razor wire every time she parks, Susan Shepard, and co-host who invented a parachute specifically for frat house floor collapses, Austin Sparks. Ron DeSantis only drank with those teens to make sure no one got drunk enough to accidentally read Toni Morrison. This is Hot Take! 
What's up, bare ass on the furniture battalion? Top story! Our nation's perfect spectacle of racism and violence, the Super Bowl, was tainted on Sunday when woke commercials, many for godless electric vehicles, somehow pirated the broadcast. They completely violated the sanctity of the Super Bowl ads, which should teach viewers that patriotism and alcoholism go hand in hand. Now let's bring in our guest who got heckled so much as a stand-up comedian that she retreated to a successful TV and movie career, Tig Notaro. What's up, Tig? <laughs> oh, just, you know, hanging out, tigging it up. That is tigging awesome. So, Tig, you're a Mississippi-born, Texas-raised coastal elitist. I assume you loved the woke Super Bowl ads. Is that correct? Oh, gosh. Um, well, you know, I, I personally uh, am looking at electric vehicles, and I, I'm curious what the problem is you really feel strongly that this is not the right decision for people to be um saving our planet look what electricity did to frankenstein those woke ads were an abomination give me humanoid beer cans smashing into each other subconsciously signaling to fans that players are garbage to be disposed of you know at least there were 50 ads for Jesus. It's about time he got more attention than all of it. Moving on, Tig, I cannot believe children watched Rihanna's performance that conveyed the dangerous idea that women are powerful. Shouldn't they have aired a Republican rebuttal performance by Senator Ron Johnson? <laughs> I wish I could speak more to this, but I was having a huge Super Bowl party, which, um, I have every year in order to not have to watch the Super Bowl. But uh, I'm all about women empowerment. I mean, look at me in my um, flannel shirt and my short haircut. I don't know if I'm the right person to talk to about this. It promoted the idea that pregnant women should put on big budget Super Bowl halftime shows outside the home. Yeah, and I can personally confirm it is just as offensive on full speed, half speed, and God forbid, 0.25 speed. God forbid. Now moving on to a new thing. House Republicans took a break from empowering corporations to rule our lives like living gods to stand boldly against one company doing what they don't like, pre-Elon Musk Twitter. It's a freaking joke about Hillary Clinton being angry that she couldn't rig her election. It's a joke, but in response, being the sinister overlords that you all are, you placed a 90-day account filter so I could not be found. I bet that Putin is sitting in the Kremlin wishing he had as much election intervention interference as you four here today. Now, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert laying down her life for the righteous cause of people paying more attention to her indeed wrote a hilarious tweet that reads, Hillary must be pissed it took the DNC until 2020 to successfully rig an election. Holy crap, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Of course, it would have been in poor taste to post that two days after January 6th, but she posted it a whole three days after January 6th. Now, Tig, as a comedian, explain why that tweet is so funny, especially since she posted it while Capitol custodians were still scrubbing blood from the carpets. <laughs> See, you're laughing. It's hilarious. I wasn't honestly familiar with her, and I, I watched the clip, and I, I think it's her delivery. 
um, whether she's speaking, uh, whatever it is, um, I think that comedy is all in the delivery. There you go, an expert opinion. Uh, now, I think that under no circumstances can a private business discriminate against an individual like Lauren Boebert. She's not a gay person ordering a wedding cake. I mean, Bonnie, what do you, what do you, what do you think here? Well, I agree, and Lauren Boebert is passionate about exposing Americans to something uncomfortable because her husband did that to a teenager at a bowling alley. And everything I say that people get mad at is a joke. And when I burnt down my ex-husband's mother's nursing home exclusively to get revenge on him, that was also a joke. <laughs> LMAO. Look, why are liberals so sensitive about jokes? The staff texts me every day specific achievable instructions on how to dive headfirst into a cement mixer, but it's just a funny random joke. Right? Right. 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 Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, now, Tig, you host a podcast called True Story, a documentary podcast featuring you and Gregory Hines discussing <laughs> documentaries. But we noticed... You it's not Gregory. No. What? It's Cheryl Hines. Oh, oh, my it bad. It is Cheryl oh. Hines. My That's bad. Unfortunate. Okay. Cheryl Hines. Okay, my bad. But we noticed you've overlooked some of the riveting documentaries produced by the Hot Take Documentary Unit, and I'm going to pitch you some of our work, and you tell me if we're going to make the podcast. Okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. First documentary is called Uncanceling Mussolini. I don't see. I don't see that one getting covered. Okay. What about Dan Bongino Dreams of Sushi? Uh, we'll, we'll consider that one. Okay, getting better. Well, okay, next up is Geraldo sort of, sh sort of shuffles around his house. We will for sure cover that one. The documentary would have to be footage of Geraldo wandering around and then a lot of talking heads discussing him wandering around. Okay, we can work on that. So far, we just snuck into his house and got his shoes kind of scooting. But, well, here's another one. Okay. What about, this one is called, just straight up Islamophobia. Yeah, we're gonna have to cover that. Okay. Do you know who's in it? Oh, about a billion people. Okay, what about, what What if Jesus played for the Yankees? Yes, I think we actually covered that one. And finally, Sperm Wars Part 9, the microwave popcorn dilemma. Mmm, I've heard this come up a lot, uh, so it seems like the people want to hear that. So yeah, we do that. All right, that's great. You know what? I'm just going to email you the rest. We make 92 documentaries a week. I got to go shake my head around until that buzzing noise I like comes back. So let's wrap it there. Thank you to our guest, Tig Nataro. Thank you, Tig. Thank you for having me. She also hosts the podcast. Don't ask Tig, in which she answers pressing questions like, why isn't Tyler Templeton your soundboard happy co-host? After the break, a very special Valentine's Day edition of I'm Not Done. Stick around. Chips Ahoy! We think the cookies are pirates! Welcome back! It's time for I'm Not Done, Valentine's Day edition. For Valentine's Day this year, my wife and I did some Mitt Romney Kirsten cinema role play, whereby I make awkward conversation about the perfect temperature for strawberry milk, then at the end of the night, completely chicken out. 
Bonnie? I had a standard Valentine's Day down at the precinct, explaining to detectives that, despite my history of disparaging remarks, I did not, in fact, murder Burt Bacharach. Susan? How come I do not have the freedom on Valentine's Day to rent a motel room, climb into the ceiling, and crawl around the deck so I can watch what people are doing in their rooms? I thought this was America. Austin? You all know I'm a straight-up alpha dog who refuses to let any woman tie him down. That said, Stacy, I'm a total wreck without you. I am human garbage, and I will do anything for just one minute of your time. Ow, ow! Hell yeah, Austin! And that is, is I'm Not Done Valentine's Day Edition! My God! Oh, my God! <laughs> this bumper scared me. Good night, everyone! Bonnie, should I be worried you took a five-hour lunch the day Burt Bacharach died? You're playing a dangerous game, Tyler. We're off for two weeks, so until March, this has been Tuning Out the News, the podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. Watch Stephen Colbert Presents Tuning Out the News on Comedy Central, Wednesdays after The Daily Show. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.